0: Hi friends, welcome back to another episode. I hope everyone is enjoying their summer so far. For today's episode, I am joined by my friend and colleague, Janine Vesper. Janine identifies as a gay woman and is a strong ally and advocate for the gay community. She will be talking to us today about proudly being your authentic self, even in situations when it is challenging or uncomfortable to do so. Hey Janine, thanks so much for joining me today. Can you start out by telling everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure, Jen. Um, thanks for thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, so I am married. I am a proud cat mom. Uh, my pronouns are she and her. And um, I have been in the Twin Cities area for over twenty years. I've called it my home ever since I got here. So, um, as you know from the years we've known each other, I, I really enjoy laughing and hanging out with people that I really like. Um, professionally, I guess, um, I would identify myself as a, as a problem solver and, uh, really love our voice of, of the customer initiatives and things that we're doing with, um, customer surveys and customer input. So among other
0: things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's probably a good note is how you and I know each other is through work. So yeah. we've worked together. Well, I guess, how long have I been there? Cause you've been there longer. So six years, I guess we've worked together.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and I've been around more than
1: almost three times that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So today we are talking about LGBTQ plus experience, story, journey, um, and kind of tying it in specifically to work. But first you, can you kind of share with us your personal, um, kind of experience and story? Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for asking. You know, I mean, it's, um, just to
1: kind of tag on a little bit to the first question of about who I am. So I identify as a gay woman and, um, and have since about 16, since I was about 16. So, you know, high school, but I can tell you, I knew that there was something different long before that. Um, even in grade school, I have, uh, I have this really distinct memory. I think it was like fourth grade or something. And and walking home from school, and hearing another kid, uh, hearing a kid call another kid uh, a (laughs) lessee, you know, it's like, oh, (laughs) such a beautiful word, and, but I remember in that moment thinking, is that what I am, you know, and uh, even at such a young age, and, um, you know, fast forward high school, I mean, you know, a lot of things go on in kids' lives, and, and, um, you know, I, I, dated some guys, um, but I continue had sort of, I guess you'd call it a, a gnawing feeling, just, I'm, I'm just not quite the same as my friends. Right. And I would say my junior, senior year in high school, I guess it was, I, I began to associate with, uh, with some of my classmates through, I think it was yearbook and, and newspaper who happened to be gay. And that was very refreshing for me and, um, began to felt like I belonged with that group, you know, it was, that was in the early eighties. So, uh, that meant with, with those guys, um, many late nights, uh, showings at the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So, um, had a lot of, lot of fun with that, but, but it was also a time where I could really begin to, um, explore and sort of begin to understand myself. And then I also had a really fantastic um, girlfriend, straight, who was, in hindsight, probably one of the best allies I ever had. Before we knew what allies were, yeah. um, she was very accepting and um, and those and and that sort of stuff. So, you know, that kind of takes me through that. I, I think that I really began to embrace myself in high school and my my gay self, I guess, but not to say that like in my 20s and 30s, I, you know, you're still trying to figure it out. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'll be honest, and, you know, I experienced a lot of self doubt. But I had an opportunity, I guess, sometimes I kind of look back on it, and maybe it saved my life is, is that um, a lot of refuge and work it took um, a lot of my time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and
0: you're kind of you focused know, on I, that. What's that? Yeah. As I do kind of focus on on that. Exactly. Like focus on work, yeah.
1: Exactly. You know, and it was a space where it was very busy. I uh I moved around a lot. So I think that just sort of fed into maybe the shield that I had. Though I wasn't I wasn't like in the closet at work. Uh I never faked having boyfriends. I never did yeah. it, those types of things that some of my friends really felt like they had to do. But at the same time, I wasn't very open either. And uh, so, you know, that was uh, being authentic at work that we talk about a lot today wasn't really my situation. But again, I wasn't uh, I wasn't trying to hide myself, but yet I wasn't necessarily like, you know, hey, meet
0: my girlfriend, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> like that. And so or somewhere you know, in the middle. You weren't hiding, but you weren't like really being your true self either. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I, yeah. and I think in,
0: you know, in hindsight, I think that brought
1: un- I think that just brought a little more stress and some anxiety around that. Um and, you know, and even with my family, um the again, I like my sister, I probably came out to my, my older sister right after high school, but I was 30 years old when I finally told my mom. Oh, wow. And, and, and again, not that I was never introduced to any guys, my boyfriend, never, you know, any of those types of things, mm-hmm. you know, and generally accepting, you know, so, um, I was very blessed in that piece, but there have been people in my life that, you know, just disappear, you know, and, and that's okay. And that's absolutely okay. But now, as I said before, I am married to my wife, Kendra, and we have been together over 20 years, married six. And yeah, you know, it's, it's an evolution. It's a, every day you kind of come to this, you're trying to be your authentic self. And I don't think this is specific to to gay folks or, or anything like that. I think many of us in maybe in a work environment or di- different social settings are, can be challenged with uh, with being their their authentic selves and being comfortable in their own skin and those types of things. So that's kind of my experience in a, in a nutshell. Probably have a few more weird stories, but that's for now. <laughs>
0: that can be a whole episode. <laughs> All right, <laughs> the series. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind me asking how you and Kendra met? I don't think I've heard that story. Oh
1: no, that's um, it's actually it is really is a great story. So um, we we actually work, So this is how work plays into my life. We actually did work for the same company in very different. Uh, like I was in Hawaii at the time, and somebody that I worked with uh, previously had um, recommended that. Kendra was going out, uh, with some friends, uh, to visit Hawaii and said, Hey, look Janine up, you know, she's, she's fun. She's great, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I met Kendra. And then, um, we got to know each other over, over time. And then, uh, when I came back to the Midwest, we, we reconnected after that. And oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so it was sort of a, you know, it wasn't like a oh, across the room kind of thing, but, um. <laughs> As we talk about it, I, I think that there was definitely a connection when we met each other in Hawaii. But, but you know, like many things, you just don't put it together for for a little while. But yeah,
0: right. that's it. <laughs> sure, I love that. So we are at the end of June, and June is typically recognized by many as Pride Month. Can you tell us what Pride means to you? Yeah,
1: yeah. First, I do want to, if you would allow me, just to kind of clarify a little bit on the timing so you're exactly yeah. right June is primarily the the month that uh, that is officially um, you know pride month is a celebration celebrates the um, Stonewall in uprising in, in um, 1969 but many communities in the United States um, and even globally celebrate pride other months of the year September is sometimes a, a, a pretty popular month. I think here in Minnesota, I think Duluth has their pride festivities in the month of September. Um, and even in the twin cities. So the good thing is we're not out of pride. Uh, we've, <laughs> they've sort of extended many of the events, um, even through July. So, um, so just want to share that with listeners that, you know, in wherever they might be at in, in, in a certain community, there might be some um, pride festivities going on in other months as well. But, uh, but to answer your real question, uh, (laughs) (laughs) as I digress, um, you know, I think it's, it's a time to connect with LGBTQ plus values. And that might sound weird, but what I mean by that is that it's, it's definitely a celebration, but it's that celebration of, of this uprising, this, this moment in time when a group of people said enough um, that we will not be treated this way anymore. And so in those celebrations, there's a certain amount of irreverence. Uh, you may have either, you know, been to a pride parade or seen some of them on TV and, you know, they can be, wow you know, kind of out there. But that's a little bit of who we are. You know, it's like, talk about busting out of a closet, right? Um, <laughs> but it's not all party either. It is, you know, particularly I would say in the last 10 to 15 years, you'll find many of the parades or merches really tapping into um, um, purpose and a call to action for the continued need for, to fight for our rights as equal citizens under the law you know, just like many things, you know, we've certainly seen it in, in other communities in areas of social justice, where there's one step forward, and then that's countered with backlash, either socially within a community, or, or even, you know, in legislatures with different laws being brought um, to counteract maybe a step forward, um, you know, even with gay marriage, I mean, you know, the, the when um, several years ago when the city of San Francisco made it legal, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody was up and, and a ton of people got married and the state backtracked a little bit, you know? So forward, backward, forward, backward. Now we're much, much forward with a Supreme Court decision actually defending those rights, but it requires, and I think many of us in the community have learned this, it requires a lot of diligence. And, um, and I think a, a yearly celebration and reminder and reflection of that helps, helps us all move forward in that way.
0: I think there's something that kind of stands out to me from what I've noticed and also what you've mentioned already a few times. And that's kind of the importance of community. I think a, like during pride month and being able to kind of celebrate, I think people really feeling like their true selves during pride, but also even just, you know, your story, you growing up and in high school, finding a couple people that was, you know, your community and the people that you felt like, like I said, you could be your true self with. So I think that definitely stands out to me is just being able, the importance of finding people that allow you to kind of be yourself. Right. Just that, that
1: acceptance, you know, not a, I guess even a safe zone. I mean, oftentimes like, you know, I tell, I tell Kendra, it's like, it feels safe with you, you know, and not, Mm -hmm. and I think that's just a person's psyche bringing your whole self to, in this case, a, a relationship. But, but I think to your point, I think that it has a lot to say about communities as well. You know, when people feel like they can be themselves, that means that they're feeling safe. You might be different than me. Um, even within the LGBTQ community, there are differences. But if we can find—I don't want to call it common ground. I just, just that circle of acceptance, not a need to explain or defend. That's true inclusion, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like acceptance and respect, even if, even if yeah. there are differences, just respecting each other's space and yeah. yeah. So as I mentioned, we know each other through work and actually, um, we, so at work, we have a, a weekly Monday meeting, our team, our larger team, Janine and myself, there's probably like, I don't know, 70, 80 people on this meeting right. in a few weeks, <laughs> a lot of people. And a few weeks ago, Janine actually had the opportunity to speak to this entire group of people, um, about kind of like what she's doing right now, kind of what pride means to her. Um, and it was actually, I think it was the week of Juneteenth. So that we had another team member Chandler who is black and she was also giving an opportunity to talk about Juneteenth and what, what that means to her. So it was a really cool meeting. Um, I think a lot of people really enjoyed it and it was great hearing um, from you and Chandler. I just kind of want to ask about, you know, being your authentic self in the workplace specifically, because I've, f- personally, I feel like that's probably the most challenging place to, kind, you know, kind of be yourself, let your true self shine. And I just kind of wanted to get your perspective on that as well, if you agree or. Yeah,
1: no, I, I absolutely agree. And I think it's, I love the question, because it's just not just because I happen to be part of a LGBTQ community. I think being one's authentic self at work is just hard. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, the workplace. And I think it's changing for sure. But I think that, that even now today, there's this sense of a need to conform. You know, there's that chosen path to success that is usually prescribed by a manager or a company or something like that. You know, this is your, this is your path. And, you know, like I said, over time, I think many company cultures have certainly moved away from that and sort of loosen the reins on that type of, of conformity, but it's still there. I think even in the, in the best of companies that are open and embrace inclusion because it's people driven, right? I mean, people have to change a little bit. You know, I think my, my own journey in the workplace has definitely been an evolution. You know, I, I mentioned before that I've never been like overtly closeted, but I have certainly lived through a lot of years of omission and you know so in that way i i was not my authentic self i you know there's always that tension you know and and then i would say i think i mentioned it before that tension brings stress that you don't really need you know a, a work day can be stressful you're preparing for a meeting you're meeting new people you're trying to get uh, new ideas across and the inability to be your authentic self is um, or being afraid to be kind of adds that that whole dynamic of of additional stressors i did want to share this kind of gives an example of cuz kind of funny <laughs> just one of my favorite avoidance stories and it was when a client asked if if i was married and I remember, and, and I knew this person, hadn't known this person for a long time, but we were just, you know, kind of a situation where we we're getting to know each other a little bit better. And, and I literally had some microseconds of, of mental panic. I mean, I just, it was probably all slow-mo, but it was nanoseconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, then, and then I laughed and I just said, my sister and my mother have been married enough for all three of us because in actuality, I mean, and again, it's all true, but they both been married three or four times. So, (laughs) but through that levity. So I didn't lie Mm
0: -hmm. and I wasn't
1: married to Kendra at the time. So I may have answered differently if someone had asked me and I was actually married, but I just didn't want to get into it. And, and then I just moved right along. So But clearly the fact that I even remember that is, it's, it's a big deal in how you associate with other people, you know, and, and sometimes I look back at that and it's like, wow, what if I would have handled that differently? How would that relationship with that particular individual been changed or improved? Because I'm sure in the past and probably still now, because it's hard to unlearn those things that I, that I can come off as closed or. I get right to the point. And some of that's just my personality, as you know, but, but I think some of those behaviors are learned as sort of a, sort of a protective um, coding, if you will, you know, um, that sort of
0: thing, so. So what, in your opinion, whether it's in the workplace or outside of the workplace, uh, what makes a good ally to Ooh. the LGBTQ plus community? Yeah,
1: that's a really, really good question. And, you know, we talk a lot about allies these days, you know, for, for a lot of different reasons. And, and certainly, as I've shared with you in other discussions, I mean, that's something that, that I am in my own learning process on how to be a better ally with other communities as well. And I was uh, recently, actually just last week, heard a speaker define allyship as brave and humble and dedicated. And I love all three of those words, but I wanna get, um, I think from my perspective, I'll get a little more personal. I think good allies for for me in the past. And I think we have to recognize that a good ally for me might not be the same for another person. So um, depending on their personality type and those types of things. Mm -hmm. But for me, asking questions like, even, even this back and forth, Jen, between you and I, is, you know, I feel like you are being a fantastic ally because you were asking questions that allows me to share that, as I described before, wouldn't normally share, you know? Um, so I think asking questions is very important. I know within the LGBTQ community, I wanted to, you know, on Facebook, they're usually around pride. There's a lot of things, you know, what not to ask somebody coming out and you know all these little tips and tricks and i think one question that often can irritate someone in the gay community is like who's the man who's the woman while it's irritating when when i think about it it's like you know if that's truly where someone is at their at on their journey of being an ally then i'm going to try to appreciate that and answer their question and help them understand and help them get past some of those stereotypes, you know, that it's not quite like that for everybody, you know, those types of things. We've talked about this already, the acceptance piece, accepting somebody where they are, um, helping them feel safe. My straight friend in high school, as I mentioned before, I didn't understand what was going on with me. I was trying to figure out what is being gay? What does that mean? And and she didn't either, you know, Um, and, you know, I I probably was a basket case half of the time, but she was like, it's okay. You're okay. And everybody's going to get through this, you know, and we were in high school, you know, and so that, that just comes from the heart. And, you know, that, that just really, that really matters that safe space. I mean, I think we're, we've, we've, um, Oh, I guess I want to say uh, we've society sort of evolved. I remember many years ago, the word used was tolerant, you know, no, don't tolerate me. You know, different, different actions, different feelings, you know, that, that sort of thing.
0: Well, and I think it's also like, I think people feel like they need to, fully understand. And it's like, you don't need to like me as a straight person. I don't need to fully understand what it's like to be in the gay community, but I just have to be open to learning and I have to be accepting and respectful. I don't have to fully understand it because I'm not gay. So I won't fully understand it. Like that's not like a prerequisite to being an ally is understanding. Right. Yeah. And actually, and
1: I think that's it. I love that you said that because it's like, and it's being okay with that. You know, I mean, we we're beings who want to understand and because if we understand them, then I don't know, that means that we, I don't want to say check a box, but it just means something. And so I think that it it can be hard for human beings to do that without, you know, having that, Oh, I get it. You don't have to get it. You just have to know to your point that, I accept it. I accept you where you are. I, you accept me where I am. And there's things about our lives that we will never understand about each other, but it's okay. You know? Yeah. And, and I think that, I think that's that vulnerability piece. You know, um, I think when someone is being an ally, I can even go back to your previous question on trying to be your authentic self at work. You have to be vulnerable to be your authentic self. You're putting yourself out there and maybe not in a normal corporate way that opens you up, but that's what being vulnerable is. And I think that's what um, an ally is okay with. Like I said, asking questions, making mistakes. When you do something different, you're gonna make mistakes. How many times, and I think, I know I've said it in my own journey as an ally. It's like, I don't, I felt weird feel weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's okay. We have to we have to give each other, you know, some, some you know, grace. That's almost cliche these days, but, you know, but just allow people to stretch a little bit, stumble a little bit, but but that's how we learn to um to be each other's support too.
0: So before our last question, do you have anything else that you want to share that you want people to know? I think it's, I sort of,
1: you know, touched on this a little bit, but, you know, number one, I just really, I appreciate you in that, um, just allowing this space with, within this wonderful thing that you've created with your, with your podcast. I think every time an individual does that, it breaks down a small barrier somewhere, you know, who's going to hear this, who knows, you know, um, Someone whose kid just came out, or a brother or sister, or, um, or someone who might be struggling as well. Those are important. And I think so often we don't understand or believe that the decisions that we make every day really can have an impact. You don't know who's watching. You don't know who's listening. And, um, and I think that's important. And yeah, I'm starting to tear up a little bit. <laughs>
0: You. <laughs> that means a lot. Means yeah. video. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yes. No. Love you. <laughs> I, whenever I have a new guest on, I always like to end with the same question because we talk a lot about goals here. So I'm, I want to ask if you have any goals that you're focusing on this year, whether it's long-term, long-term, short-term, personal, professional, anything that you want to share. Yeah,
1: no, it's great. You know, and um, you know, this, I feel like as I was kind of thinking about these things, I was like, you know, what I'm going to say might sound canned because I feel like I hear this a lot from people in this last (laughs) couple of years. Yeah. Um, But I do truly, I've been finding myself very clearly gravitated towards this journey into allyship. And, And to be honest with you, even... You know this discussion, um, the discussion that you mentioned um, that we did it in uh, in our workplace, has sort of propelled me a little bit farther into my own journey as ally sh- into allyship. And 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 I think why is I've had this opportunity in the last couple of weeks to talk a lot about myself and understanding that some of the comfort that I've gotten over this evolution and journey um, within my own LGBTQ community and, 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 and who I am has come from being involved with people like me. But now what I'm understanding in my own head is that it's time for me now to stretch out of that. I am in my comfort zone in my generally white, gay, some t- eh, primarily women, um, community. So what can I do? I don't want to continue like that. I want to have my strength from that group, but move past that. I guess I would have to say that's going to be a long-term goal. <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah. though as much as, you know, I want to look for these little things, but um, I'm really finding... I'm finding some energy in that. And that's coming from, which you might not know, you know, just as I've gone through my professional life, sometimes I get bogged down. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a, in a rut or whatever. And I really feel like this space is calling to me in some way, shape, or form. So don't know what that is. I know I have a good friend who sets 10 goals every year and she makes every single one of them. So she (laughs) might
0: not say that that is
1: a good goal because it's not smart at all.
0: (laughs) It's okay. It's important to have, <laughs> it's important to have conceptual goals as well. I am a firm believer in that. Awesome. And I think that's an amazing goal. And I also am really happy that you say that you've kind of reached your comfort zone, just in the sense that you have made it that far in your own journey. I think that's amazing that you're kind of like now content and happy with where you're at, that you're willing and, and wanting to go kind of do that for other people. So I think that's really awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs>
1: Anything else? You know, I just say happy pride. You know, for those folks, you know, and if you're be an ally, if you've never been to a pride pride festival, whether you're straight, gay, somewhere in between, go out and experience it. I mean, I think that that's part of that exposure to different cultures, different ways of living, if you will, different ways of thought. Um, I think I think that's important for all of us. You know. Um,
0: not just in June yes exactly not just in (laughs) June all the time (laughs) awesome well thank you so much thank you for joining
1: yeah thank you I really I really appreciate it and um yeah you're just you're fantastic so
0: oh thank you I don't know if you're gonna cut that out
1: or not but you are
0: (laughs) I'll keep it in okay good (laughs)